Welcome to War Games. We will get you ready for your next sales opportunity. Are you looking to win the sales battle? You have joined the right team. Here on the War Games Group, we take the strategies and mindsets from the most successful salespeople and share it with you. With our help, you won't have to fail your way to the top. When it comes to crossing the minefield of sales, step in the footprints of those that crossed before you. Prepare yourself for boot camp and beyond. It's time for War Games to begin. Shall we play a game? War Gamers, welcome. Today we're going to make a difference in your life. You want to know how I know that? Because I know who the guest speaker is because I connected the dots. All right, I want to give you a little bit of background on my friend Jerry Eisenhower. So Jerry himself, lead consultant over at the CVC Success Group, and he's also one of the leading consultants with the Chimney and Venting Consultants. Okay, so one of the things that I'm going to explain to you, right, he's a certified speaker and coach from the Jeffrey Gittimer Group, so there's a big, huge feather in the cap, and he's a three-time author. What I want to say to you is to understand this. There's a phrase that I keep hearing that keeps coming up that says, you got a niche to get rich. So you have to narrow down your focus to an area of expertise that will cause you to become wealthy by being the expert in that industry. Now, what is happening with Jerry is that Jerry has done exactly that. And once he has mastered that and became the person that everybody knows when you're in that world of the chimney sweeps and the venting consultants and everything. And then he just said, hey, guess what? The expertise that I've developed applies across many different networks and many different businesses. So I'm excited to bring Jerry on. Let me throw up uh, Amy Lee, who has joined us. There she is. Yes, and let's go ahead and bring up Jerry. Jerry, how are you? Great to meet you. Oh, except I know you. But you know me already, Joe, but it's really, it's such a pleasure to be on here and know that we're going to play war games because that's what it is. It is a state of war. And that's what we want to talk about today, how to prepare you for this battle that you go through every single day. Perfect. All right. So I made myself larger, but Jerry, you need to switch with me. There you go. So Jerry's going to come over to the big screen and we're going to sit down and talk to Jerry. So Jerry, give us two, three minutes of what it was that you went through. You and I were talking before the show because Jerry's one of those individuals that was like 20 minutes early. He was already on screen waiting in the green room backstage. And I was like, I came on and I said, uh-huh, of course you're here early. I got here 15 minutes. So well, of course you do. See, that's one of the things is that's part of being prepared. Showing up late is so uncomplimentary to other people. And Joe, when you've given me the honor, the privilege, and the pleasure to speak to your people today, it would be just out of whack for me to show up at the last minute. That would be the height of this courtesy. Gave us a chance to get to know each other and do those kind of things. So, Absolutely. hey, I'm looking forward to sharing some ideas with your people today. Fantastic. And so, as we all know, War Games is what? We're here because everybody in this group has to hunt, and has to capture something so that they can eat. So you got to hunt, kill, and eat in the game of war, which is of sales. So what I want you guys to understand is that I've asked Jerry to come in here and share some of his expertise and how it is we can sell. And again, because you guys can listen to me every week or you can listen to somebody else who's kicking butt in another industry. And again, I'm going to say, Jerry, the Jeffrey Gittimer certification thing. Woo, it's not easy. It is not easy. No, no, it's not, Joe. You know, I got to get that certification. I actually spent two, uh, three days with Jeffrey in Charlotte, North Carolina. The only advantage is Charlotte's right where I live, so there was no travel, just go to the hotel every day. But spending three days, and this was the amazing thing, Joe. This was the very first certification class that Jeffrey actually did. And when it went on, I don't know if you know it or not, Jeffrey's not real tall. Did you know that? I did. He's kind of short. And actually, when you take a photo, you got to bend down or he's going to get up on the chair because he doesn't want you to be taller than him. But I can remember walking back to the back room and saying, Jeffrey, how many of people that are in here will actually make a living out of what you're teaching them? And he said, if five do it, they'll be lucky. 
And I said, well, buddy, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be one of the five. And I agree with you from listening to the questions that are coming in, because this is what so often happens. People are not prepared to go the distance. They're not prepared to go the distance of what it takes to be successful. They're not prepared to get up every single morning and motivate themselves for success. I mean, one of the things I do every morning, Joe, is I get up and do a reel. And you know where this came from was in a group we're in back in December. A guy shared a hot topic with me about reels. Like, okay, we're going to look into doing this. So we're doing reels every day now with some type of a motivational message, 60 seconds or less, and we're getting hundreds and hundreds of views of people that are watching and it keeps growing every single day. But it's all the things that we've got to do to be successful. That's where it's at. But to do that, and you want to bring my PowerPoint up? I got it. I do. I got it. Here it is. Let me make it bigger for us. There we go. There you go. So now we're all three in the picture. We haven't lost anybody. We're all three here. And today we're going to talk about a subject called sales success. And the first thing I want you to understand today is very limited because I've only got a certain amount of time to speak. That's one of the things Joe and I were talking about where we started, which is condensing your thoughts down in a short period of time are very, very difficult to do. But that's what today is all about. It's all about sales success. So the first thing is, are you all in? And see, this is where so many people fail. They're not all in. Yeah, they're in maybe an hour today, maybe two or three days a week. But Joe, would you say that you're all in every day of the week, Joe? I'd like to say I could be all in every day of the week, but there's some days I'm not. There's some days you're not. What do you think you're missing by not being in on those other days? Uh, missing a lot of opportunity on the day. I, I will tell you, I still function and I still do it, but I know that there's a lack of passion involved on the days that I step down. But I, I may step step out of my head maybe one day, two days a month, but otherwise I'm all in going through as bad as I can. That is. And I know that about you from watching you and being around you. We're both in a, in a coaching group that we get together a lot of Thursday nights. And more than likely, I would say that you and I actually contain our personalities a lot in those meetings. Would you agree that we kind of suppress Agreed. ourselves? Agreed. Because, again, I'm, I'm worried about people realizing me at full strength. I don't know how they can take it. And a lot of times that's what we're talking about here. But that's what you got to be. But that also plays an important role in your sales, Joe, because this is an area that you and I both believe in. And that is you've got to understand your customer. And you and I are both believers in the disk assessment process. And see, this is one of the problems. We have a sales process and we think that's going to work for everybody. But it doesn't. You've got to gauge your sales presentation to everyone that you're going to make that presentation to. You've got to understand what their behavior patterns are. And we divide this into four segments, which are D, I, S, and C. And see, in some ways, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. And in other ways, I'm the unluckiest because I'm married to a certified disc assessor who's at the advanced level that can read my mind. Listen carefully. Read your mind. You see, that's one of the things that my wife teaches us in our sales presentations is the ability to take the body language of others, to take the body language, the facial expressions, how quickly they answer, the length of their answers, and everything else that allows you to make that proper presentation. And Joe, I've asked her, how long does it take you from speaking to someone to gauge that personality? And her answer is three questions. In three questions, she can determine how she has to proceed with the discussion of that person. So that's what you got to do. You got to be all in, but you got to understand your customer. And this is where so many people miss the boat, such as I'm a high D personality. I don't want to hear your lengthy tales to me about your product. 
I want you to condense it in the shortest version possible because you've got about three minutes of my attention. Joe, what about yours? How much attention does someone have with you? Yeah, three minutes is very generous. That's because, exactly right. Because I'm like a minute and 30, but at the same time, I'm also going, I already know where you're going with this. Right. right? Because what you've got to do is, and this has got to be your goal as you're making your presentation to other people, no matter if it's by phone, it's by face, it's by virtual means, which is a great way to make sales today, but you've got to get, build, engage a customer reaction. What you're trying to do is you're trying to build a customer that you can connect with, not just satisfy because your goals got to be not just a one-time sales. Joe, your background is in the automotive industry. Am I correct? Correct. That's and in one the of them. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> in the automotive industry, it's not about selling one car. It's about a customer for life. Would you agree with that? I, yeah, absolutely. And what you're also doing is if you go to another dealership, that customer is going to follow you. They're not sold necessarily on the brand of car, they're sold on Joe. And this is what a lot of people don't realize. Customers do not buy the product. They don't buy the company. They buy the person that is submitting that proposal, that's explaining that sale. That's what they're buying. And a lot of times people depend on the product to sell itself. It doesn't happen that way. And a lot of times they don't listen to the customer. If you listen to the customer, the customer is going to tell you how to sell to them, how to sell to them. If you simply listen, if you listen and listen to the words that they're saying, you'll also find out something that we call perceived risk. And the perceived risk are the risks that is in the customer's mind. You didn't cause that risk. Let me give you an example. Joe, would you say that the word warranty could turn people off by trying to sell on warranty. It would. Yeah. Okay. And here's why. Because when you say the word warranty, and I've seen so many people try to do this, they sell on the length of the warranty. What the customer remembers is the crappy warranties they have had previous in their life. They remember the washing machine they bought. They remember they got it from Sears Roebuck. But at the same time, when they needed service, it wasn't happening. It wasn't there. So again, these are the things that you have to key into and you've got to build. And this is where the salesman is putting it all together. He's creating what we call the ultimate customer experience, the ultimate customer experience. The ultimate customer experience is going to be where that customer satisfaction is at high. And again, I'm going to compare it to the automotive industry since Joe, that's your background. And when you look at it, is saving a hundred bucks from one dealer to the other one that big if we don't have service? I mean, one company that I've heard of in the automotive industry is a company down in the Dallas, Texas market by the name of Sewell Lexus. Have you ever heard of Sewell Lexus? Absolutely. Okay. And I heard about this from one of my coaches by the name of Randy Pennington, because what they do is the service that they offer is so superior. In fact, I have a client that lives in Amarillo, Texas, that bought their vehicles from Sewell in Dallas, and they actually go to Dallas, Texas to get their car serviced. Wow. That goes to Dallas, Texas. And Kathy, who is my client there, she called me. She said, Jerry, this is unreal. I said, what's going on? She said, the mechanic is underneath the car right now and just FaceTime me and showed me the bottom of my car and what was good and what was bad underneath the car in a way that I could understand what they were looking for. And Joe, that's the ultimate customer experience. You know, Jeffrey Gittimer, who's one of the coaches, like I said, I've been trained and certified by, he wrote a book one time, and this is one of the books that I think is, is just great. It is customer satisfaction is worthless. Customer loyalty is priceless. And so many times, I think what we see here is people try to make the one-time sale. They don't look at the lifetime value of a customer. If I went to, thank you, Brian. 
The book Customer for Life, that's a great one right there, and that is by Sewell. So what you got to do is build this. What is the customer's lifetime value to you? Now, Joe, earlier as you talked, you said that I was from the chimney sweeping industry, correct? Correct. Okay. Now, there's probably people on this call that don't even understand that chimney sweeps still exist because I'm working in an industry that only 3% of American consumers have ever used that industry. 3%. Okay. So, good afternoon, Charles. Appreciate you being on here. Now, but let's also point out that chimney sales are through the roof right now. Yes, they are through the roof. And here's the whole thing. What the chimney sales potential is, it's like any other blue collar industry. This is the sales cycle. We go to a house and the customer is expecting to spend a couple hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks. And what we have the privilege of telling them is it's going to cost them thousands of dollars to have what they thought they had before we ever came into that home. Not only that, we've got to build a positive review because many times someone's going to get a fireplace or a chimney checked out and they're going to find out it's going to cost them $3,000, $5,000, $20,000 to fix the problems that exist in that chimney system. Okay. And service trucks in this industry, believe it or not, sell multi-million dollars in sales a year with that process right there. But what they have to do, they have to build that into their sales presentation. Because here's a hard fact. 70% of people will buy to eradicate a pain in their life. 30% of people will buy to gain a benefit. That's the status right there. When you look at it, is your customer buying to eradicate a pain or is your customer buying to gain a benefit? You know, if somebody's going to put a swimming pool in the backyard, that's probably a benefit. But on the other side of the coin, it could be to eradicate a pain. What would be that pain, Joe, for a person that's going to put in a swimming pool in their backyard? My kids won't stop complaining because it's too hot outside and their friends have a pool. And you we got don't have it. Them. The wife wants it, whatever. So it's satisfying a desire. It's eradicating a pain. But you've got to determine, does your product eradicate a pain? Does your customer de desire a benefit from the purchase? That's what you have to determine. And you've then got to slant your discussion with that customer to cover those things. And you go, you know, when we talk about success and failure, do you realize there's a really small measurement between those two? I would say that I believe it's one thing in every situation that causes you to slip from the success to the failure. That's it. But I'm going to go a little deeper because yes. this is the actual difference. It's right between your ears. It's in your brain. See, here's what happens. Have you ever watched a rock star go on stage? And have you ever watched this performer psych himself up? I mean, be honest with you, Joe, when you and I were talking, I was psyching myself up for this presentation, okay? We were having small talk, but if you remember, I said, I'll be back in a minute. When I went out, I went off camera, and I'm just psyching myself up for a minute because now I've got the honor of being on your guest today. So that's what you got to do. You got to psych yourself up before you do any presentation. I did a sales class on Monday with the people in my industry. And one of the things I explained to them was when you pull a truck up in front of someone's house, you better psych yourself up. You better prepare to win. Joe, it's kind of like the name of this show, War Games. And what you're telling me is one of your goals is for people to develop a strategy to win at this game of war and sales. That's your purpose and what you're doing here. But so many people, and Joe, we see them often that we deal. Okay. Amy just said, I shake. I literally shake with my whole body before I go live. But why? Is that intentional or is it fear-based? Are you doing the whole? No, I, no like, a, like a dog does. Like I shake my body and I move my energy and I get so like wound up that when I go live, my energy is like magnetic. Okay. Your energy. So, but again, so you're psyching yourself up just like I'm talking about. And right. that's what you got to do because it's amazing how many people 
are scared to do what we're doing right now, which is get in front of a camera and talk to people and share your information. We get on camera every day and we're talking to people. Now, our goal in talking to people is, I believe in the Zig Ziglar philosophy, Joe, and I hope you're seeing that with me right now and at this point. I believe that if you help enough people in this world get what they want, they're going to help you get what you want. I mean, when I told you, hey, I'd love to do a segment on here, I never said, hey, you know, I'll do a segment that's going to cost you this or that. It wasn't what it was about. It was all about what I call my trophies on the wall. And the trophies on my wall are on this blank wall over here beside me, which are the heads of the people that I have helped imaginary on that wall. But that's what you got to do. You got to psych yourself up every time there's a sale coming into your door. You got to come up with the confidence to make it happen. And here's one of the things I want you to do if you're listening to me right now. This is a homework assignment. If you really want to get better, if you really want to get better, you need to create a 30-second commercial about you, not about your product, not about your company, a 30-second commercial, which is 100 to 120 words. We would have called this some years ago, perhaps an elevator speech. But in this 30-second commercial, tell me what the value is in you. What's the value that you bring to the table? It's really amazing, Joe. And I think you or I could go on right now and give a 30-second commercial right off the hip, okay, about the value we can provide people. But at the same time, so many people have this problem. They can talk about the product they sell, but what's the benefit of them? What's the commercial about them? What separates them from anyone else? Because that's what the customer is looking for. They're looking for someone that I can connect to. And in this day and time of what I'm going to call sensitivity, you've got to be able to connect. In fact, while ago, I even told Amy, I asked her a question, but before I asked the question, I actually said something in advance, which I didn't want to offend her in the question I was asking. So you've got to be aware of this, especially we call this in today's world, the United States of the offended. In today's world, it is so easy to offend another human being. It's like Brian, Brian was offended by that. He was yeah. offended by that. <laughs> you, know, it, you know, it's like, and, and don't take this wrong, what I'm getting ready to say, if you're listening to me, if you are making political statements on social media, you are kicking your own ass in this day and time. You are kicking your own butt. Let me tell you something. You are not going to convince someone else to change their political beliefs from your social media post. Okay, Joe says it's hard to offend anyone in this group. Okay, Joe, make sure now if I do, you're going to have to apologize to them if we offend anybody. But you said it, it's hard yeah. to offend anybody in this group, so we'll we'll go from there. You see, what people often say, Joe, is they want to tell you about the butts, the butts. And as a sales trainer, I bet you've seen some of these butts. We got a lot of competition. You ever hear that one? We got a lot of competition. Yeah, high prices are just too high. Balls, they just cost too much. You got to cut the margins or whatever. We don't carry the brand they want. We don't advertise enough. The next one really gets me. I don't get paid enough. They can buy it cheaper online. The economy really sucks. Our customers are just cheaps. And see, this is one of the problems. Instead of looking for solutions, we're looking for excuses. And I call them the butts. So here's what you need to do. If you're listening to me right now, take every one of those butts that you've got, and I want you to write them on a piece of paper. And once you get them wrote on that piece of paper, then where I want you to put them is, where are you going to put those butts? You put them in your stinking suck bucket. You just take it and wad it up and throw it in that suck bucket. Because here's the real world, folks. This is the world you live in today. You're living in a world of sensitivity. 
You're living in a world of the smartest consumers that have ever lived. They have access to more information than they ever had before. Customers today, they want it leaner. They want it faster. And it's, and in the world's, you know, this brings up the challenge, <coughs> excuse me, of supply and demand. Right now, you can't get the product. A lot of times you sell it. Well, that's what you got to do. You got to work with this and you've got to understand your customer. And you never want to get into a situation of apologizing later for the deliveries that you couldn't make today. Don't put yourself into that position. Don't. And that's what so many people do. Anticipation. That's a key word in sales. Anticipation. Anticipate what customer objections will be and address the objections in the presentation. Now, if you've done your presentation properly, if you've asked the right questions, you're going to know what those perceived risks are. You're going to know what those objections are and you address them in the communication. Such as, I'll give you an example. I'm back to the automobile industry. Joe, one of my big concerns is waiting on my stinking car to get the oil change. Does that make sense? It sure does. Okay. So one of the things I'm looking for when I buy a car and I can afford the car, okay? Ken Walls has told you about the house I live in, Joe. So you figure I can afford the car that I want. Yeah. What I'm looking for is if that stinking car needs to be serviced, I don't want to spend a lot of time there. I want to come in. I want Mr. Goodrich to service it and get it out the other end. If that car needs to be broke down, I need a loaner car. I, where I travel for a living. I need the things I need. Your better deal doesn't mean a whole lot to me. I'm looking for service. I'm, I'm the guy that's going to be straightforward and tell you what I'm looking for. But that's what most people don't do. You don't do. Good afternoon, Tom. Appreciate, appreciate you joining me, sir. Because these perceived risks are out there. And Gittimer describes this, and you probably had a customer like this. They're somewhere out there in that twilight zone. Do -do, do -do, do -do, do -do. Somewhere out there, you give them a quote. They will not commit. They won't return your phone call. And what's the problem? There's a perceived risk in their mind. There's a perceived risk that whatever you're selling them, it's not going to work. So what you've got to do is understand this. These are not the factors that you cause. These are what we call past life experiences. So, Joe, let me ask you a question. Have you been married more than one time? I have. Okay. And being married more than one time, did your second or third or fourth wife feel a risk from a previous relationship that she was in? Yes. All five of them. All oh, wait, no, I've only been married twice. Never mind. That's it. But yeah. you understand what I'm saying. Because, yep. Amy, I hope you'll verify this. Women have a memory. It is hard to drop these things. If you, a, a, It's like two guys. Two guys can go out and have a fist fight and go back in the bar and have a drink a little bit later. Women aren't like that, okay? So what you've got to do is remember the perceived risks come from past life experiences, but this, this is what you got to do. You got to get up every stinking morning and self-motivate yourself. If you are not getting up and reading something motivational every morning to motivate yourself, and the next thing you want to do is publish something motivational. Use your social media to blast out things that help others. When you start writing motivational posts, What's going to happen is people are going to just, they're going to, they're going to start respecting you from a completely different light. When you look at it, Joe, when you heard I was, a, when you first heard I was a chimney sweep and a background, you probably thought you got to be kidding me. This guy makes a living coaching chimney sweeps. Did that go through your mind? Possibly? That is absolutely went through my head. And I said, how large could this industry be that he is making a living doing this? Yeah. That's what went through my head. It is. And that's what most people say. I go to high level coaching meetings and everybody is an executive coach. OK, I'm an executive coach. And they ask me what I do. I say, well, I'm a blue collar coach and I service a specific niche. And they say, what's the niche? And I say, I service chimney sweeps. And they say, you do what? 
I work with chimney sweeps all over the country. In fact, I just told you I was north of you in California and I'm on the East Coast and I'm everywhere all the time. I'm traveling, spend about 225 nights a year in a hotel. But what it was, was the key thing. And this is what people got to know also. Who is your customer? Who is the niche customer for you? And that was what, you know, this was one of my advantages. When I went into coaching, I was already well-known in my industry. I was well-known for training, for technical and other things. So I didn't have to build that name recognition. But I see so many people, they're out with a scattergun approach. They don't aim in. They don't focus at who their customer is. And what do you do to make this all happen? You start by building what we call the attitude of yes. And this is a Gittimer principle right here. He's wrote a book on this about the yes attitude. And see, Joe, in life, did you ever go through any type of high school or college class on attitude? No. No. None no. Of, what about you, Amy? Did you ever go through a college quarter where it was all about attitude? I don't think so. None of us do. So what happens in this world is we have people with a positive attitude, a negative attitude, but you got to go a little bit higher. And this is what scares so many people. Now, my voice is going to get a little louder here in just a second because you got to develop the following. You got to develop the attitude of, yes, you have to believe in yourself. Okay. If I told you my life story, and I've written a book about it called Chaos to Reinvention. And I've, I've, if you learned about me and all the failures I've had in my life, you're going to think, what in the world is this guy on here telling me how to be better when he's failed so bad? But the reason I can do that is I have failed. I've realized it was all my fault. I came to that magic moment. And once I was able to do that, you see, we're all... In the great country we live in today, we all have the potential to be whatever we want, to go wherever we can go. So, Joe, I'm going to turn it back to you, my friend. I'm going to take my screen off. So what's your thoughts out of what I've just said today? So what I found, Tom, Tom Ginn said to go ahead and bring it. He's ready for your yes attitude that comes up. So well, Tom, I think it makes sense. Hey, he said yes to it. Yeah, Tom knows I got a yes attitude. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm talking right now. So 30 seconds commercial. Now, everybody that's out there, who is who got taken back when he said every day you should get up and go publish something motivational? Right? Because I looked at it and I'm like, ooh, I could do that. Again, but going live doesn't doesn't do anything. I don't know. I feel like you post mostly demotivational stuff, Joe. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I want to point it out there, Michael, <laughs> you brought it today is what Michael's saying. So you brung it. Um, but to me, I look and I go, that's a level of commitment that somebody has to make to themselves and how many people are ready to make that commitment. And I think that goes right back to what you said, which is the self-motivation. Now, Amy Lee had a great comment earlier that I threw up there for a bit, but you were talking earlier about the perceived risk that the clients have. And then Amy Lee threw up here the energetic trauma the customer carries. And then you you brought it right back with another definition later on. And so can we talk to the, how do you define what their actual trauma is or what they're afraid of? Because we can generalize it. And in sales, we generalize it to everybody and go, I'm afraid I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to make a bad decision. or I don't want to get taken advantage of. But is there something that your yeah. training has taught you to say, this is how you identify that? Right. You identify it by what we call, and this is, again, some homework you need to do. You identify it by the power questions that you ask. And the power questions are going to be what you're going to put together with some deep thought about the product that you sell. And you're going to ask questions such as, what's been your past experiences? How has, the, how has this worked for you in the past? Where, what has failed you in this in the past? And by going there, you've got to ask the question because, and this is very important today, if you're dealing with the millennial generation, the millennial generation does not like to ask questions. Did you know that, Joe? I did not know that. 
Okay, so millennial generation, remember, I'm talking somebody from late 30s now down to age of 20. In other words, we are in our customer age range right here. So what happens is the millennial, as a rule, is scared to hold up their hand and ask a question. They now you got to bring the question to that person. You know, this was explained to me by one of my students because I have a virtual training platform. So one of the things I found out was that millennials take virtual recorded courses much easier and more accepted than someone in our age group. We are baby boomers and we don't accept it as well. And she explained it one day. She said, Jerry, I'll tell you why I like virtual recorded courses. Oh, great. Tell me what it is. And she said, because I, I am deathly afraid to hold my hand up and ask a question. But if I'm taking a virtual course, I can stop the recording at any time and I can Google it. Or if I didn't understand it properly, I can replay it back. She said, because I have this very big fear of asking a question. And that's many people. They're scared. Joe, you and I do not have a problem asking a human being a question. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me one iota, okay? No, it doesn't no. you. That's our personalities, okay? Yep. It's like somebody comes in here. I got no problem telling the salesperson, okay, buddy, you got three minutes, three minutes. Give it your best shot and then see him where he can perform at that point. Because, again, I don't want to hear all the stories. I don't need to hear it. That's someone that's going to be a high S or a high C that's going to want to know those type of details of putting it forth. But again, it comes from developing that conversation. It's also going to come, if you're in face-to-face, -face, from your body language and your eye contact. And that's where a lot of people don't realize. When I look at it right now, Amy, can you see me looking straight in your eyes on the camera right now? Okay. Now, if I'm looking over here, looking over there, that's not going to be good because women look at eyes that's the, that is the funnel straight into the soul. That tells so many people where they're at because females are more astute to, to these feelings than we are as males. And, you know, again, it's nothing, don't take any of what I'm saying sexually, take this as understanding the nature of the people that you're working with. Because if you don't understand your customer or your potential customer, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You've got to understand that person. And that means it's going to take all your efforts. That's going to take psyching you up before this presentation. you got to forget all the bull crap that's up in your mind. you got to forget the problem you got with your spouse, with your wife, with your parents, whatever it is. And you got to put 100% attention into that human being that you're speaking to. And if you do that, that human being, knows it's there. Now, Joe, I'm going to give you another sales tactic that I will tell you will raise your sales 10% if you will do this. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Here you go. Whenever you're talking to a customer, do not use a tablet such as this for this. You want to get out the old piece of paper and what I call a composition book or a notebook. That's it. Now, when you ask a customer a question, write down the answer. Now, what is that going to do, Amy? What would you think writing it down does? It gets the answer in their own words so you can turn around and use that copy in, in future things so you can get into the head of prospective clients. That's one thing, but there's another more important thing. You're able to... Yeah, Joe, what's your thought, Joe? It allows the individual across from you to feel heard and understands that that's even more of a rapport builder to say, hey, you are actually taking my thoughts seriously. And you may not use it, but again, it's saying, hey, you cared enough to write it down. That's it. What that means is what you said was so important, I wrote it down. Now, Joe, you're a presenter. You train in front of a crowd. I want to know if this is the highest compliment you get, just like I do. 
If I say something in a training seminar and someone is writing a note on that, that is the highest compliment that you and I can get because that means what we told them was so great. It was such a gold nugget that they wrote it down. And that just feeds my ego. What about you? So I will tell you that's number two. Number one is somebody quoting me back to me. Yeah. Because that means they actually wrote it down. They actually took it to heart and they quote me back. That's so when it. they come up and they go, hey, you did blah, blah, blah. Like I posted a compliment the other day because one of the students from before sent me a message in Instagram. He DM'd me and he said, hey, um, it's so funny. We're all sitting here. And when somebody picks up the phone, if they're not following the guideline that you put in for us, we all stop and go, that's not how Joe trained us. Right. And I started laughing and I was like, that's great because the impact is felt beyond my presence. Yeah. And that's so, what as it is. Yeah. So here's the whole thing, Joe. It's not one little thing. It's not one right. little nugget that makes it work. What it is, is a, is a system. And this is one of the things that we teach people do is develop their systems to approach this. Like I've talked about here, write a commercial about yourself. Don't write it about the product. Don't write it about your company. Write it about you. What makes you unique? What do you bring to the table? What makes you special? Write a 30-second commercial. It's going to be really hard to do. Do you realize that selling yourself is the hardest product you'll ever sell? Yeah, because it, it's it's been categorized as e egocentric. Yeah. or that you are disingenuous because you're bragging about yourself. But yeah. something I heard the other day was it's not bragging if it was true. That's it. Well, one of the things is it's also building up reviews. That's one of the things we teach our people. How are you getting reviews for what you do? Good afternoon, Mr. Walls. Appreciate you joining us on here. Hey, is there's that Ken, Ken Walls. Walls. That is that was Ken Walls, Walls from the Grow yeah. Live Academy? From the Grow Live Academy. Wow. We are thrilled today. I'll tell you what, we have been... We have here, we have, you know, great guys on here. We'd say a lot of guys, Jamie Green and all that. But you look at it right there. I've listened to Jamie Green. She talks with expertise on her product, which is solar. She's a solar queen. When you look at it, what is, what's your, what, what separates you? Because you got to remember this. If they buy you, they'll buy what you sell. They got to buy you. You got about yes, Ken. You know us people, Joe. Should we unleash on him right now? He's on your territory, your bud. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We'll just we'll just look. Oh, who just booted Ken out of the room? Oops, sorry. Yes, but anyway, Ken Walls there. He's a guy that's helped me and Joe both, and learned a little bit about what we're doing out here today. So, hey, Ken, I hope we're making you proud of us today. Okay, are we are we doing okay here, brother? So, but anyway. Ken Wall says he's here to see Amy Lee. Okay. And Amy Lee told him to do something else. She said to go back to Uranus. Because <laughs> 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 it, it's sort of about humor. Yes, in, in all of our groups. So, but, but it's all the tools you put together. It's just like testimonials. You know, Joe, when you tell people how great you are, that's considered bragging. But if other people tell their friends how great you are, that becomes the truth. We have a principle that we sell or we try to get people. <laughs> Take yeah, me off before I laugh. This is one of those, those comments that I would make on Ken's show and he would do this where he goes, that's Joe, and never post it. But never did you notice? It. I just put it up there. Yeah. yeah. There you yeah. go. So, oh, Joe, how great thou art. Yes. So anyway, Joe, we've got something that we set as the target client and the target customer. And this is what we call an enthused customer, an enthused customer. And what's an enthused customer? An enthused customer is someone that tells everybody how great a job you did because the testimonial-driven sale is the easiest sale there is, okay? The easiest sale. It's like our buddy Ken Walls that came on a while ago. How did I get connected with Ken Walls? Through okay. someone giving me a testimonial 
for Ken Walsh. His name was Scott McCain, okay? Another mutual friend of going forward from there. But this is what you got to do. You got to build those enthused customers in your life. You build the enthused customers that tell everybody how great you are. You see, that's a weapon of success. And there's one last thing I want to mention here, Ken. Uh, Joe, sorry about that. You know what that last thing is? You want to know why most people cannot succeed? I would love to know that because I'm going to several okay. people. Sure. Have you ever had your ass kicked, Joe? You know? Yes. See, here's the problem. You want to know why I'm so passionate, Joe? Yes. Tell me, Joe. I've had my because I had my ass kicked to the curb. Because I went all the way down as far as you can go. And I had to pick myself up and to figure out it was all my fault. It was all my fault. It's just like when you go through it. Yep. It's like Kim Walls. He pays Kim Scott McCain to say nice things. I'm going to tell Scott to send you a bill, Ken, okay? But if you don't have your ass kicked, in fact, I was doing a podcast with Gidmer one time. They recorded me. And I said, Jeffrey, you know the problem is most people just haven't had their ass kicked hard enough. They mm -hmm. haven't had to worry about you know, can you, are you going to eat tomorrow? Are you on your last dollar? Can you afford a new, a new pair of shoes? Can you do all these different things? And you know, you can't, there's actually, you can actually buy a kick your own ass machine, believe it or not, but I'm going to put my, okay. So put my screen back up. There's some examples of the kick your own ass machine. So Amy, what do you think about those kick your own ass machines? I would have liked to see it in like Tiffany blue. It doesn't really appeal to me as a woman. You don't, so you don't like the colors. Right. But I think the rest of us just get a coach and the coach represents the boot. That's it. And see, you know, and that's the whole thing, Joe. And a lot of people don't understand that, but coaches have coaches. One of yeah. the things that I tell anybody, if they're talking about, if you have, if you're looking at hiring a coach, make sure the coach that you hire has a coach because coaches need to have people to go to. We have challenges. We have, there's different things come up in our lives. They sell those in your, your, I, who started this Uranus thing? Joe? That, that, would, that would be the Amy Lee. Amy Lee started that one. Yeah, because yeah. he was on his way to some kind of speaking thing, some big speaking thing. And he it. stopped at the Uranus fudge factory. And so, wait a, minute. Since, wait a minute, the Uranus. That is awesome. I so didn't know that, but that is great. Yeah. And then he went live from, no, he had to go to the bathroom. So he didn't go live. He was going to go live from the Uranus fudge factory. <laughs> so I was like, so he, I was like, wow. So, so how long were you in Uranus? And he's like, yeah. You know, he's like, I, I had to go to Uranus to pee. Well, you know, uh, somebody's got to pack to me while I was in Somebody's got to pack that fudge down there at Uranus, okay? Nice, nice. See, this is what I'm talking about. You can't offend people in war games. They deal with me all day long. Yeah, I so, can see that. Now I know that Amy's actually the troublemaker. True, true. She's so the Joe, energetic what, troublemaker. So, yes. Joe, what'd you, what else you got? That was kind of the thoughts I have for today in a short, yes. short presentation. No, I, I loved it. I think it got to the point. I've got text message that says, wow, I like this guy. And I don't know if it, they're attracted to you, Jerry, or they just like the message. Okay. But, but that's what it was. But now, Jerry, everybody's supposed to get a hold of you at Jerry at CBS, CBC CB. Success Group. CBCSuccessGroup.com. And I've got eight books that are on Amazon, Joe. You said three, but I've actually got eight on there now at this point. In fact, Ken Walls was one of the contributors to a past one. We got two more coming. I blame your bio then. Okay. And then my wife, her name is Cheryl Ice now, where she's got six on there. So, hey, we wow. do our thing. So, hey, oh, I love it. Watch us on social media, get some ideas. You know, hey, it's all about helping each other. It's if you all have any people. questions about reels, you talk to Jerry because Jerry knows about that. That hey, was a I, whole grow, grow Live Academy battle. I figured out how to do reels and I figured out how to move them onto Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Twitter, and everything else. Okay. That's awesome. That's what we got to do the next training on with Jerry is how do we do this? Just so you know, the boomer knows how to do all this, all you millennials and what have you. So.
I want to say thank you so much, Jerry. You, again, I got a page full of notes. I love it. And so again, why? I'm a coach. You're a coach. And guess what? We learn from each other, right? It's the we got to actually sharpen each other to get forward. Amy Lee is a is a coach. Tom Tom already said, can you teach him reels? And a reel is different than what I put up earlier, where he said to send some guy a beal. And I don't know what that was. Scott McCain supposed to send him a beal. I don't know what that means. So. Yeah. Well, just be honest with you. Reels are a great way to get your message out. And like I said, we're seeing it climb every day. You can't really find them on Facebook, but it, it you know, in three to four minutes a day, you can publish something very quickly, make it motivational. In fact, today's was, are you all in? I do something every day, every morning. I try to put one of those up if possible. And then we make our social post also. So the question is, Desmond, you got any questions? Because you've been sitting back quietly. I don't ever throw him up on the screen because he's got the camera off. But I want to make sure he didn't have a question before that. He's been in the green room. So good. No questions. We're good. Fantastic, guys. We came up on the we're at 51 minutes. And I want to make sure I'm respectful of everybody else's time. I think Jerry has given you plenty of action steps to go forward. So I would say if you're going to go create your 30-second commercial about you, and I challenge you all to do it, I'd say upload it into War Games. Upload the commercial, drop it in. Let's get through. Michael, I want to see it because you've been really religious at showing up on this to come through, our rugby player. But get, make that video. And, I, and guys, if you have testimonials from people, that's a great source for you to find out what people take away from you when you are there. And that's going to help you with what is my test? What is my 30 second commercial about? You know about yourself, but what other people say about you is the reputation that you're building and go out there and you can control it by making your own commercial to say, this is who I am. And every person that's famous is doing it. So we need to do it as well. That's it. That's your brand, Joe. You know, yeah. That's a lot of times what people don't understand. But if you talk about your brand, your brand is what people say about you when you're not around. Absolutely. Now, Santa goes down the chimney at the Kardashian's house. What does he say? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Thank you very much. I told Jerry I was coming with chimney jokes. Amy Lee's already disgusted with me on the, the chimney jokes. But yeah. But then I had to send you the link to find the chimney jokes. Yes, he did. He did. He did tell me, did you get the chimney jokes? Because I threatened him with it. And I said, no, I didn't. I thought it would be better that you went to go make sure you knew the answers to all the jokes before we got on here. But Jerry Eisenhower, thank you so much for what you're doing. Ken Walls, um, when you make your own check mark and put it, the little graphic by your name, StreamYard strips that away. So that's why it goes away on this one. But thank you so much, Jerry. Amy Lee, thanks for sharing. Hey, time Joe, with Joe, yes. Joe. Tell him it's in the course. Nice. <laughs> it's in the course. Yeah, just check check, check it, Ken. It's all there. So, But thanks so much. Appreciate you. Everybody else, go out and sell something. Thanks so much.